Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 91. In the wake of Football World Cup fever, we discuss what the England team would look like tomorrow, who's back from overseas and more. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. It's been a been a little while. We've had a couple of weeks off. We thought we'd give you a bit of a breather. There's been uh, some other sporting event going on um, over over the last few weeks, well, longer than that, but the more important part over the last few weeks. So we uh, we thought we'd let you c- concentrate on that. And uh, and now that it's all over, come back to us. Um, I'm, I'm joined as always by Dan, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks, mate. Very well. How are you? Did you did, did you enjoy the football World Cup? Uh, I don't know if enjoyed is the word. I mean, yeah, no, that's not fair. Yeah, no, I did. Um, I'm just not that into football to to be that bothered. Like, yeah, it would be nice to win the World Cup, and obviously, I was supporting England when they were playing. Um, but I wasn't. I wasn't overly phased. I didn't bother watching the game, uh, the final last night. Um, I kind of saw saw bits of it. Watched a little bit of match of the day. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought England. I, what I did like actually watching England, I felt like there was a lot more of the sort of um, the ethos that you get in rugby uh, around the England team um, compared to past years. They just seem to be a bit more. I don't know. Gareth Southgate seems to have instilled a, a bit more kind of pride in the shirt than perhaps there's been in the past, um, and I quite like that. Yeah, I, I really agree. I actually got really into it. I thought I thought the England boys, the England boys, did ourselves. Did us all proud. Now, I, I by no means claim to be a football expert, even less than I am on the rugby side. Uh, but no, I thought they did really well. I completely agree with that. I thought they played with pride. I thought they gave it their all. And, you know, well done, lads. Great tournament. Congratulations. Expect- I think, yeah, expectations were pretty low and they exceeded them. Um, and, yeah, you can't really ask any side to do more than exceed expectations. So um, I think that, yeah, I think it was a successful World Cup. Uh, lots of people will talk, I think, about... The fact that you know that was their best chance at making a World Cup final, but um, you know they they were they were the semi was a bit of a, a weird one because you know on the one hand you could say that they had their chances and didn't take them in the first half and they could have been three 0 up at half time, but on the other hand the better side ended up winning. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we were robbed at all, and I think um, we struggled in the well, final, but... you know, as Croatia did. So. France looked pretty good, didn't they? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I th- I think once the one there hasn't been too much uh, kind of backlash from them not going not winning the World Cup. I think the general consensus is, you know, people are pretty proud of what they achieved, and uh, let's hope that that continues, and let's hope that um, you know in four years' time everyone's a bit more optimistic, maybe going into it, um, and that can get behind them in a in a in a in a better way, or certainly from the from the point of view of people like myself who are not uh, not huge football fans, but um, we sh- we shall see. We'll see how things progress. But uh, they seem to be they seem to be being kind of guided by the right hands at the moment. So agreed, agreed, mate. Right, let's get let's get let's get on to uh, more, more importantly, let's get on to more important stuff. Yeah, rugger bugger down it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, before we kind of crack on, we've had a few more reviews, which we obviously always love to get. So I'm going to read a few of those out. Um, let's do them in the correct order, the order that they came in. So the first one 
It's from Rick Chambers. He's in New Zealand. Uh, he says, Unique Insight is the title of his review. Gives us five stars, which is always great. He says, As a Kiwi lad from New Zealand and a diehard All Blacks fan, I really enjoy the perspective of two English lads on the English team in England rugby. If I'm not supporting my All Blacks, I usually support the English, uh, which is rare for a non-England, non-English person. But he says it's because he mainly, uh, mainly because I love the Aviva Premiership and the style of rugby that they play. Would be awesome if in the future you guys could review other Northern Hemisphere teams. Um, I would love, sorry, I love my cup of coffee on a cold night listening to you lads. And by the way, take it easy on my All Blacks. God bless you lads. P.S. Hope to see you guys in the 2019 Rugby World Cup final. Hey, hey, that, that, that could well be that. Thanks a lot, Rick. That's a, that's a great review. The only reason we'll ever have a dig at the All Blacks is because, uh, well, you always have a dig at the best, right? So we're trying yeah, to. I don't. I don't actually think we do ever really have a dig at the All Blacks, other than maybe occasionally suggesting that they're not unbeatable. I think the the extent of abuse we've given them is to say that you know they can be beaten, uh, but I don't. No, I don't think we've ever. I don't think we've ever suggested that they're not the best team in the world, and rightly so. <laughs> no. And we both love watching the All Blacks because. Some of the rugby they play is just insane. Uh, it's just not insane. Not too shabby. Um, it's not the worst I've ever seen, a, yeah. Awesome, yeah. Awesome to get reviews from the other side of the world. And, uh, yeah, cheers, uh, New Zealand seems to be the, the one nation that, um, that, that doesn't have the sort of the weird sort of you know, anyone but England attitude, which I quite like. And I guess for that reason, you know, although, although part of me always, always backs the underdog, there's another part of me because obviously if it's not England playing, you just want to see see New Zealand being awesome. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, New Zealand are definitely up there as one of my preferred teams, and I'm not just saying that because of the five stars. Um, on a on a slightly different note, we had a one star review. Uh, had high hopes as the title. This is from BC Banter from Canada. Uh, he says, highly hypocritical banter that refuses to see or take any criticism on the pod. <clears throat> then he says, England rugby or the RFU. Not sure what that last bit means. Uh, sorry that you feel that way. Um, we've we've already covered what what you what you can do if you don't want to listen to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, look, it's a fair point. It, it's not dissimilar, but I, I don't think we pretend otherwise. Um, but we'll move straight on. I don't think it does. It yeah, yeah. Any more, so any more yeah. Uh, you know, as you say, entitled to your opinion. Fair enough. Uh, what else? We've had a few of these already, so that one's in red. Uh, here's a new one. Uh, this is the the title is Hi Guys. It's five stars again. It's from uh, Rugby Matey in Singapore. He says, Hi guys, I'm James. I'm a 16 year old dude living in Southeast Asia, and I love the pods. You guys are just amazing to listen to. Keep up the good work. Oh, and kind of crazy, but I don't think Farrell should be captain. Uh, first, thanks for the review. Thanks for the five stars. Uh, secondly, I think we totally agree with you, or certainly I do. Um, you know, there's no question that Owen Farrell is where he's supposed to be in terms of being on the field. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think that the captaincy, I think that the South Africa tour proved that, you know, he has other things to worry about and, and they're the things he should be focusing on. And I think the captaincy is not, not one of those things, in my opinion. I, I I agree with both you and James. James, thanks a lot for the review, mate. And yeah, I agree. I I at one point I was happy for Farrell to be captain. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't be devastated if Farrell stayed on as captain for a bit. But I I personally think there's uh, better options out there, as I keep mentioning the launch pad. 
But well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't think that's sinking in yet with Eddie. I don't no. think he's taking me on board with that. Well, we're going to actually, we're going to cover later on, we're going to cover, uh, well, we're going to cover my, this week we're going to cover my um, sort of starting 23 if, uh, if the Autumn Internationals were kicking off tomorrow. So, um, Are yeah, we really? We are are we, that, how, so. how interesting. So, so we'll find out then what my thoughts are on uh, who our captain should be. But, um, but yeah, good, uh, nice, nice review. Thanks for listening. Uh, another, another person listening to us from far afield, which is always nice. We're spreading the word far and wide. Clearly, uh, finally, uh, not quite so much to say, but still five stars. So happy to have it. Um, the title is great, and he says, first time listening to the podcast. Really enjoyed it. That's from Nye Thomas. Um, that, that sounds that, like a Welsh that's name. That's everything. Everything we need to. Everything we need to know. Okay, well, exactly. He's he's telling <laughs> people what they need to know if they if they're considering listening to us. Yeah, um, good man. Yeah, good four, man. Thank four you. new reviews there. Three of them strong. Five stars. Appreciate that. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good odds there. Um, you know, brought down a little bit by a one star, but we can't please everybody. We certainly can't. So, moving swiftly on um, from those, uh, yeah, a few things to talk about just before we get on to the, the kind of the, the, the team, which I think is what I want to focus on today. Um, I was reading, I, I was, was reading an article on the BBC website actually, but it's, um, it was Liam Williams who was talking about Alex Good, obviously his teammate, um, but he, you know, quoted as saying he's the best fullback that Liam Williams has ever played with. Uh, and he can't understand why he's not part of the England setup. So, yeah, my question to you: we've we've we have discussed it in the past. I know there are there are options at fullback for England, but you know, is it is it is is it enough to say we've already got playmakers in the team and he's too much of a playmaker? I feel like that's no longer a good enough reason not to. I've I've, I've never I've never understood that reasoning. Um, Alex, I believe he prefers to be called Alex Good. Um, just just by the by, that adds no value. But great. Um, but I, I completely agree. With, I I don't understand why he's not why he's not the England fullback. I think he's the best fullback we have. I don't understand, but I mean, okay, so put, putting putting not, aside this this idea that he's too much of a playmaker. I mean, you look at Eddie's choices for the for, for South Africa. Was he basically just picking all playmakers? Doesn't that seem to be like one of his tactics, or it was in South Africa? Like, if you're willing to have four playmakers across the middle, why not just have one at the back as well? Like, what difference does it make? I mean, you're playing daily at fullback, who who you know isn't an out and out fullback. It, it's it's kind of it kind of reminds me, and there's there's something I'm missing here, and and Eddie's. I'm sure Eddie doesn't mean it like that, but it would be like Gareth Southgate being like, oh, "I'm not picking Harry Kane; he's too much of a goal scorer." Yeah. It just seems, it just doesn't seem, I don't really understand the reasoning behind being too much of a playmaker. Uh, it's definitely a I, I, I can't imagine the All Blacks taking that approach. No, um, uh, and he, yeah, he, he's, look, it's, it's, it's near impossible for us to second guess Eddie. Uh, he's proven that, uh, particularly over the last few months. But um, I feel like, you know, Alex Good has to, like, like, a lot of the others have, like you know, Danny Cipriani is going to going to be the sort of the the poster boy for this now. But um, you know, he's got to just keep doing what he's doing, hasn't he? And, and hope that his opportunity comes, and when it does, take it with both hands. 
Uh, you, you can't I, I don't know that... it will come though. I don't know it will come. Can can you ignore it forever? I mean, if he if he continues to be one of the well, best players in the Premiership, one certainly one of the best fullbacks in the Premiership, can you continue to just ignore that? But he's been doing that for years. He's been one of the best for years. Mm. Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I don't think you can. But it seems like well, it seems like you actually can. <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, that, that's a debate that will that will rage on, no doubt. Uh, I'm sure he'll join a list of other uh, players that we've. But that, that's massive high praise from Liam Williams, saying the best he's played with. Yeah, Liam Williams has played with some pretty useful fullbacks. Yeah, a bit muggy for the guys he's still playing with. Um, yeah, including like that, Lee Harvey. In that article, in, in he goes on, to talk, yeah, goes on to talk about their chances of winning the World Cup. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. But um, but but yeah, the, 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 not not sure how well it will go down in the Welsh camp, um, given how much they love us. But uh, but there you go. Um, they're, they're obviously pretty close. They're playing together week in week out, so they're going to be closer than the than the Welsh squad are going to be. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see see what happens. Maybe, maybe Liam Williams is the uh, is this the answer. Like you know, maybe he will finally get through to Eddie. It's hard, so. I mean, I mean, Liam Williams isn't isn't the worst fullback himself. Do you remember well, you that first set of when he set up that that try? Yeah. From okay, well, back, look, let's crazy. let's move on from from one back three player that's not included to to another who's just um, returned from France. Uh, you can only assume to to keep himself in contention. That's Chris Ashton, um, who's obviously went over to France, had a storming season. We mentioned it in the last episode a few weeks back. It's all official now. He's 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 moved to Sale, um, and presumably, yeah, with a view to making himself available for England. So, what what do we think of that? So, he I don't know this, but he must have had a chat with Eddie, right? I don't he know. Must I, have. Well, you know, I, yeah, it's it's I don't know is the answer. I don't, I'm not sure he will have done. I, I think he's probably yeah. One, he's been offered the money that he wants, presumably. Um, and two, I think he's just thinking, I think he's probably thinking, look, if I'm scoring tries for fun in France, for one of the best teams in France, then if I get back to England, he can't ignore me forever. Yeah, and, and actually, in, in fairness, one, one thing we need to remember about Ashton is Eddie didn't ignore Ashton. No, he was... When he was, Ashton played well, Eddie banned, put him in the squad. It, yeah, it was because of the timings of a couple of bands he had meant that he didn't get the chance to play but it wasn't that Eddie was ignoring him and not willing to pick him. So Ashton's coming from a, a sort of slightly different angle. He knows if he's playing well and doing well, Eddie is looking at him as a potential. And, and I think Eddie's proven as well over the, over the course of his 18 months or whatever it's been that um, certainly when it comes to, to, to wingers and try scorers, he's pretty open to, to changing things up despite the strength and depth that we've got. Um, so you know, yep. it's easy to say, oh, you know, we've already got our back three and some. Uh, but he he doesn't seem shy when it comes to mixing that up because someone's on form, you know, Alex Good aside, Alex Good aside. Um, so, yeah, what do we think? Do, are we going to see him in an England shirt again? I think that's the big question. Yes, is go. my answer. Heard it here first. I think so. I, do, do you know what I find? Do you know what I find quite interesting? I mean, come, even looking at sort of 2015 World Cup and things, you know, pre-Eddie under Stuart Lancaster, Everyone was having a go saying, you know, how ridiculous it is. We didn't pick Steph Armitage, uh, Nick Bendenen at the time. I think it's just been European player of the year. Why are we not picking these players? And the fact is, when they went to France, they probably weren't England players. They weren't really in and around the squad. 
-hmm. and then they got good enough out in France. Now, I'm actually going to stick up here for the coaches there, for all the, like, the Stuart Lancasters or whoever, and say, look what Ashton did. He went out there. He suddenly, everyone's like, oh, we'd love that guy to play for England. So he's made it happy. He's made it possible. Yeah, he's come, come back. back to England. So, you know, everyone knows the rules, and Chris Ashton has put himself out there. You know, that's a massive risk for Ashton. I can't believe Sale are going to pay him as much as he's been paid in too long. No. I, I just can't believe that's true. Now, there may be more to it because it, it was all a bit weird when it was announced. Because Toulon said he went back due to family issues. And Chris Ashton said he came back due to wanting to play for England. So it may be a mixture of both. But Chris Ashton has now put, he knows the rules. He's put himself in a position where he can be picked for England. And assuming he carries on a vein of form, there's not an injury. I, I think we'll see him in an England top, possibly as soon as the autumn internationals. So, so I guess the, the big question in that case is with all the other, as I mentioned, strength that we have in the back three or on the wing, because you, you're not going to play him at fullback. Um, who who does he come in for? Is, does he do you put him on the bench? Well, you might we might play him at fullback. He played fullback for too long. I mean, would you choose him at fullback? No. Oh, well, okay. So, <laughs> who would you have? Him <laughs> in for? <laughs> Which of the wingers would you have him in for? Let, let uh, I mean, look. So, cause... I would give everyone an equal starting round. You... At the moment, on form, I would have him and Johnny May starting. I think I mentioned this last time. Uh, possibly you did. It's been, it's been so long, think, Dan. Yeah. There's been so much. Spirit. It has been a while. Um, uh, well, let, let's, get on to, let's get on to selecting the team because that's gonna, it, this, this will come up again when we get to that point. Um, okay. So, so, yeah, I kind of think rather than, rather than, I think in the past we've sort of basically <laughs> spoken about our team beforehand and then read it out and agreed with each other and it's probably been a bit boring. So, so this time around, I'm going to select my team uh, and you okay. can comment on it and then uh, we'll we'll do it again you know a little bit further down the line and do your team and, and we'll see how things differ um so the bit the, i guess the first big thing is i'm bringing hartley back in uh hartley starting okay. the main reason the main reason being the captaincy i think england were found wanting in that department in south africa and right now i think dylan hartley is the gone Sorry, mate. Uh, sorry, sorry. I, I just want to clarify. You're picking based upon everyone being fit and healthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're assuming we're, we're assuming that all of the contenders who haven't been, you know, ruled out forever, uh, are fit and healthy um, for the you okay. know, and and on the yeah on the basis that we're playing, I guess, the first of the autumn internationals tomorrow. So, you know, this is what what team are we selecting or my selecting to face. Well, forget who it is. Let's say it's the New Zealand game tomorrow. Okay. So we want our absolute best side. Uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm bringing Hartley back in. Um, even if even if he's on the pitch for half an hour, you know, even if you kind of almost flip the the kind of the normal the normal thing around and sort of say rather than the finisher coming on for the last twenty thirty minutes, in this case, actually, it's it's one of the starter gets the first twenty. Well, not twenty, but like the first thirty minutes, and then the finisher does the rest of the game. Um, but I just think that having him in and around the camp, having him as the captain, having him leading the guys out, and just getting the game off to a start, you know, good start. And let's not take anything away. Like, you know, whilst you might say that Jamie George or even Luke Cowan Dickey pip him in terms of, um, you know, just how good they are at hooker right now, I don't think the gap is big enough 
that the captaincy thing doesn't kind of add if you know if you gave points to to each of those factors i think his combined points would be higher and that's why i'm bringing him back in okay that makes sense um, and i'm going to surround him with harry williams and joe marler so basically flipping the uh the, the south africa tour front row um, how, how how do you want to do this? Do, do you want to go through like? Do you want to go like front row, second row, back row, or do forwards and then comment at the end of that? Comment as you as you as you feel the need, Dan. You know when when it when the when the oh, need just, takes you, just just jump in there. Harry Williams is playing well. Would I start him? Uh, I like Joe Marler. I I, I I agree with you at the moment based on the last test. Well, so my, based my on Mako. yeah. So my six are are those three, and then Jamie George, Mako, Vinopola, and Kyle Sinclair. Um, so I would. I think I'd still start with uh, Carl. So my okay. So, so fair enough. So my my thinking behind it though was that actually <clears throat> I'm thinking back to probably a year ago when we used to look at the England squad, the England 23, and the finishes just looked really, really useful. Uh, they looked like they were going to come on and, and change a game in the last 20 minutes and make a difference. Whereas I feel like latterly, they've just looked more like subs, which which is probably a bit harsh on the likes of Joe Marler. But, uh, you know, I just, it didn't it didn't have the same impact uh, to it that, it that it perhaps did in the past. Whereas I quite like the look of, George, Vernapola and Sinclair coming on for 20 minutes, 25 minutes that, at the that end. That can make a big impact. To, to finish all, a game. All, all three of those can make a massive impact. Yeah, so, on that, so the, that's why I've done it this way around. It's not so much okay. a case of I think Williams is better than Sinclair. You know, I, they're different players. I think this way round is better for England and gives them the best chance of turning a game, particularly the way that they like to, you know, ideally, you know, stay in a game, build a lead maybe slowly, but but really kind of put it to bed at the end. Um, so yeah, so that's my front row um, starting and bench, uh, and then going Launchbury and Laws starting in the second row. Marrow is taking a back seat. He's on the bench. He's going to be one of my finishers, but uh, I'm starting Launchbury and Laws. Uh, I know we haven't seen much of Laws, but before he was injured, he was he was looking pretty useful, um, and I'm and so I kind of only have that to base it on. Yeah, I, I'm. I must admit, I disagree. I, I, I don't think he's playing his best, but I still can't not have a Toje start. Fair enough. I've got launch for a Toje. Fortunately, it doesn't matter because it's my team. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but yeah, I so, mean you're wrong. But but, but, true, but, you, yeah. but you're sticking with the three. Like, will you have? Would you have laws on the bench? I think he's uh, next in line. Yeah. Fine. So so we're we're both in agreement that they're, they're, they are the three. Um, but yeah, so I've got Launchbury Law starting, Tojo's coming off the bench. Uh, then my back row, I'm going Billy at the back. Uh, by all accounts, by the way, uh, the broken arm or the broken leg or whatever it, I think it was an arm, wasn't it? Um, it's been recovered. He's in pretty good shape. Like it wasn't a serious break. It didn't require surgery. Um, if there's such a thing as a not a serious break, but yeah, it didn't require surgery. So it's just cast and, and I think he's already actually, um, back in, not tr- full training, but um, uh, you know, just getting getting back to fitness and preparing for the start of the season. So that's obviously good news for England fans and for Vinopola fans, and particularly Billy. Uh, so yeah, he's at, he's at eight, and then I've got uh, Tom Curry at seven. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that's his shirt now, um, and it's for someone else to take it away from him. 
um, certainly for the time being. And, and I, and I want to give him time to, to build and, and kind of really own it. Um, yeah. And then I've gone Brad Shields at six um, with Sam Simmons on the bench because I think Simmons offers cover at six, seven and eight. You know, he's a different type of eight, so it's less of a sort of, you know, in the event that Billy gets injured, like for like replacement, obviously. But um, if if things need to change, there's there's options. You know, he's a ball carrier in a slightly different way. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he's he's my cover for the back row, and I'm and I'm only going with one back row cover. Um, I know in South Africa he tended to have the extra forward, but I want the three guys in the backs on the bench. Well, you've got a Tage and Laws who can also cover back row if needs exactly. be. There's, there's, um, yeah, this I mean my squad has got a, there's a fair bit of flexibility in that respect. So there's things that can be changed around we know shields if necessary can play second row as well so there's not that you would do that but there are there are options within that setup i think people who are particularly unlucky obviously don armand we've talked about um i've i've left yeah him out. I've, I've i've still got him involved that's fine i mean i've left I've him out him, because I've had him I, instead of shield instead of brad shields yeah I think the so. other one obviously sam underhill who, who yeah i'm unlucky to miss out on my in my team Likewise, yeah. Cowan Dickey in, in second row is unfortunate, but I think that this is I've, I've explained my reasons for that one. Yeah, okay, uh, okay, I think you mean Hooker. Sorry, yes. Um, uh, do you know who's unlucky at second row? Who I think is going to be he's going to be the England not find of the season, but I think he's going to be the England player jump of the season. I think Dave Atwood. Think? He's back at Bath now. He's back now. I think he's, he's back at Bath. He played some brilliant rugby out in France. I've just got a feeling he's going to have a top season and he might put himself in contention in the, in the row. Interesting. I mean, I, I, my team I is probably going to be a bit boring. One. People are going to listen and be like, you're not really made any changes. Um, that's kind of intentional. Um, I feel like you can't, you can't make changes forever. At some point, you've got to stick with a, stick with a format to, to a degree. Uh, but I suspect when we do this with you, it's going to be, you, you, you know, you've already mentioned the likes of Don Armand. You, I think you're going to mix it up a little bit more, which will be interesting. It'll be an interesting contrast when we do it. Because um, I think the other one that's going to be interesting to watch this season is Ben Curry. Because by all accounts, he's basically a carbon copy of his brother, except he plays six instead of seven. Yeah, I think I think in the Under Twenty World Cup, I think he was playing at seven. Ben Curry was. I think so. Well, okay, I don't, don't know why. Don't quote me on that. I, well, I Tom, Tom, line, eh? well, they play six and seven for club. Um. Well, Tom Tom Curry's been injured a lot, hasn't he? Well, he was in South Africa, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was injured. But, I mean, he missed a lot of the season for sales. Okay. So Ben Curry played a lot. Well, anyway, the, the point is they can they can play six and seven between them, and if they are as you yeah. know equally as good as one another, that could be quite interesting in the next sort of six twelve months. Uh, I know that I've just just said we don't want to be making too many changes, but um, you know, or, or, or beyond, you know, beyond the World Cup, looking at looking at the future England, I could see the pair of them. Um, you know, being a being a pretty a pretty important part of of England's future, um, but he obviously misses out on this occasion. Um, so yeah, so that's my that's my forwards. Um, so okay. Not, not a huge amount of change. Laws is in. Hartley's back. Front rows changed around a bit, uh, but otherwise probably not a huge surprise. Um, well, so, so Marrow not starting, big yeah, surprise, yeah. but fair enough. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, so then looking at the backs, this one was annoying because because Ben Youngs didn't have a great tour. Part of me wanted to say, mm, but 
experience trumped it in the end. So Ben Young's actually starts for me with Danny Kerr on the bench. And, and I know lots of people will, will say, you know, but why? You know, they've been there for so long. We need to change it up. And, you know, Dan Robson, for me, is very unfortunate to miss out. And the main reason why he misses out, I think, is because he didn't get a look in in South Africa. And I know it's kind of weird. because I'm, I'm a little call. annoyed that he didn't get a look well, in, in South Africa. But, but unfortunately, because of it, we haven't seen him in an England shirt. And therefore, no. if I'm picking the team to play New Zealand in the Autumn International tomorrow, it's too much of a risk. You know, we, yeah, we, no, we kind I... of talked about it and we said, look, is there a reason that we're just not aware of? Maybe. Um, I think Danny Kerr, Danny Kerr's just, in, you know, historically been too good as a finisher to, to not start on the bench, which is unfortunate for him, but, but it, his role there is so valuable. Um, and I think he and Young's are different enough that, you know, it, they're a good pairing because you are bringing on someone, someone to change things when Kerr comes on. And that's why I've gone with that. Would you do it differently? Would you would you give yeah, Robson a shot anyway? Uh, I, I I would I would swap I would swap uh, Young and Karen. Would you? You just have Young to the bench. My my nine and ten would both be DC. Ah, interesting. Uh, well, ten I agree. So I've got Cipriani in at ten. George Ford misses yeah. out because I don't want uh, an out and out fly half replacement on the bench. It's taking up a space that I don't have room for. Um, so yes, yeah, yeah. so Cipriani is in, but Ford unfortunately misses out the twenty three. Um, Farrell, obviously, 12. That's that's inked, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I know that there's, you know, we've had we've had reviews about it. We've had comments about it. People saying that Farrell should be playing 10. That's his best position. But I just think, I think Cipriani is the is the answer right now, and he brings he brings experience, even though he hasn't got a lot of England caps. Just as a rugby player who can still perform at this level, he brings valuable experience that England lacks. Because actually, if you look at our our backs, you know, Youngs, Care, they're the kind of our two most experienced, you know, most capped backs. And neither one of them to me feels like they're the, they're the kind of the, the, the person you're looking at, you know, coming into the setup or whatever, you're going to look to for inspiration. Yeah, they're out and out great at what they do, but do you know what I mean? There's just, there isn't that person in there that you can kind of look at and go, wow, he's, he's been around the block. He knows what he's doing. Um, You're preaching to the choir, brother. I, I, I want Cipriani playing at 10. And I done. Want He's in. It's chosen. It's decided. Mm. Debate over. Cipriani at 10. Farrell, 12. Tuilangi oh, at 13. Yes, Manu is back. Yeah. Uh, has to be for me. The, the, the thing we missed most, in my opinion, you know, in, the, in the back line was impact um, in the centres. You know, someone who could punch, punch holes. We just didn't have that go forward ball enough. No. Um, and I know Ben Teo was meant to go and then it was last minute injury meant he couldn't. And so we potentially yeah. would have had that. But I think if you've got a fit Teo and a fit Manu, you're going Manu, surely. Um, and, and he starts rather than coming off the bench because I'd rather start the game, you know, with that kind of impact, you know, aggressive player that can punch holes. And if it's not working, maybe consider bringing on uh, more of a more of a playmaker, and I have Joseph to be that. Yeah, um, good. So yeah, so that's that's my thirteen with Joseph essentially his cover, um, and then the the back three becomes obviously difficult because there's lots of possibilities. I'm starting with Watson at fullback, Daly on the wing, obviously May on the other wing. Um, Johnny May's been too good 
Um, he was too good in South Africa as well. So to, to not, He's our best winger at the moment. Not, He's not our number good. one so winger. So Johnny May at 11. And then I've got Daly at 14 and Watson at the back. Um, and then I've got Jack Knoll as the cover. So I'm not including Chris Ashton at all, although I'm open to being you know, to changing my mind on that one. Uh, I think we have. To, I think we have to see. I think we have to see Ashton back in action in the Premiership, um, rather than simply going by how he performed in France. Let's just, you know, so put a pin in it for now. But yeah, once the season gets going again, that, then that may well change. But I think Daly's too good not to include. But I do think he's better on the wing. Um, okay. And, and, it, and it, you know, that's not to say that I don't think he could become a world-class fullback. But this close to a World Cup, I don't want to be putting someone out of position and saying, right, go on, learn how to do, how to be a world-class one of these. When when you have, you know, Watson who plays it fairly regularly for Bath, and when you've got a good as a possibility, you know, playing as well as he does, who's another one that I that I've got down as being unfortunate to to be left out. Um, so. So, so, so the team, your, your team itself, I, I, I actually, I'm not going to comment too much because I'll put together my one and maybe next week go through it. it, it in parts, it'll be similar, but in parts, it'll be different. So, I think yours next. needs to mix it up more. My, mine is mine's probably quite boring. It's probably quite. I've probably put it down uh, very much with what Eddie Jones might do in mind, as opposed to just what I would what, what I would want. Um, yeah, and that that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it down as what I want. So yeah, no, it'd be really um, good if yours comes up completely different. But um, I mean, obviously, the other names that have been missed out that some people will be saying, "Why is he not part of it?" You know, your your Rob Shaw's. Um, I don't think you will, but your Mike Brown. I've even got Haskell down as unfortunate. You know, but they're kind of the old the old guard: Haskell, Rob Shaw, Brown. That I just don't think. I don't think we need right now. I think we've so got it, the guys, and I think we've got time to give valuable experience to some of the <clears throat> slightly less experienced guys. And I think every time a Haskell, a Rob Shaw, or a Mike Brown gets a cap now, that's a cap you're not giving to someone that you're probably going to need come World Cup. So, so here's my thing. The next few months for rugby, for looking at England rugby, I think are going to be really exciting. A little bit worrying that we're in this position, but also really exciting. But... One or two positions, I don't think there's anywhere in that team that's nailed down. So these guys have so much to play for. There's so many people out there on the periphery who can really start making positions their own. How open Eddie is to that outside, I, I genuinely have no idea. But uh, yeah. if you look at it, every position, like you say, the hookers, the front row, even the second row, the back row, but like nine, ten. No one is sort of jumping out and saying, right, you know, we're not saying, right, Danny Cipriani is going to be the 10th for World Cup. That's done and dusted because it's not. No. Um, and we're not saying that but, even like the same with Dylan Hartley. Yeah. None of this is done and dusted. So this every spot is to play for. But I think it's important that we, that we not you and I necessarily, but, but we as England fans, England supporters, stop kind of going and this is slightly contradicting some of the stuff we've said today like about uh, Alex Good but stop saying every time someone has a good game oh they should be part of the England side because you know players have good games and bad games throughout throughout the season and yeah and we can't change the England team every 5 minutes just because well he was slightly better last week you know you can't simply select on form and i know that sounds crazy because you know obviously the, the players that you select have to be performing well 
But there are going to be occasions when there's someone else who's currently performing better. Um, but you've got to stick with what you know, the decisions that you've made. So to, to a degree, I think you have to be a little bit willing to accept that you know there might be a better player, like the Hartley situation. You know, Jamie George might be a better hooker, but there are other reasons, there are other factors um, that come into play. And, and sometimes you have to be willing to accept that, okay, you know, he, he may not be number one in, in England, but he's he's damn close and, and he's where he is for a reason. I, I think in, uh, I think England are guilty of this in sport across the thing, like, especially with our, especially with our media and our press. As soon as you, I think you're exactly right. As soon as somebody has a good game, it's like, oh my God, why are they not playing? And we are, including ourselves, we're all very guilty of that. And oh, I do agree. You've got I, to... I think, I think we've, I think we've spent half this episode talking about all these players that are playing so well and should be included, <laughs> yeah. only to come up to the end and say we can't be doing that. So you know, we, yeah, 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 we're, yeah, we're guilty of it, and and I'm sure we will be, you know, for the next eighteen months. But but yeah, I'm just I'm saying it now. We need to just. To a degree, take a little bit of a step back and say, "Well, hold on a second. You know, think about the the the, the longer term because actually, you know, eighteen months ago we were saying we need to have everything set up within the next six months. You know, we need to be going in to you know two years out of the World Cup, suddenly eighteen months out from a World Cup, we need to be ready to go. And you know, now it's a year out, um, or just under a year out, and we're thinking there's room for change, and you know, there's autumn internationals and the Six Nations, and you know, you've got to be so careful not to kind of, you know, if we get to the end of the Six Nations and we say, well, he didn't play well, he didn't play well, and he's been playing brilliantly, and he's been playing brilliantly, you're you're changing the team for the World Cup. Yeah, and yeah, it might work. There's a very good chance that it won't. Um, and we, uh, yeah. what we don't want is to come away from the World Cup going, oh, well, we should have done this and we should have done that. But equally, we might do that if we pick the players. You know, we stick with guys instead of change. I guess it's a no-win, isn't it? This is what it highlights. Eddie Jones's job is a lot tougher than simply, you know, in, unless he wins, unless England win, there's always going to be a hindsight version of, oh, well, if you'd done this or you should have done that. Um, I guess that's the case for all coaches and, and selectors. Well, I've, I think where Eddie's, Eddie's made it more difficult on himself is people who they've been shouting about, this guy's playing so well, Eddie hasn't given them a chance at all. No, and actually, you're, you're, you're right. And, and I think and... it was a massive missed opportunity in South Africa. Um, you know, Dan Robson, the, the prime contender for this, to take someone like that who you're shouting about, who's who's been given his shot, and then not actually giving him a shot, particularly particularly when you've lost the tour. You know, yeah. Like you know, yes, England wanted to win that third test. It was important to get that win. So I'm not suggesting that he should have played like a second strength side. And as we discussed, there may well be reasons that we're not aware of from within the camp as to why Dan Robson wasn't selected. But for me, Ben Young's being selected in particularly in that final game, but actually I think any you know, throughout, you know what he can do. Whether whether or not you, you love him or hate him, you you know, we we're aware of what he's capable of. So we didn't learn and, and anything. You won't miss him much. Ben Ben um, ben Youngs was second best to Fafter Clark out there, so oh, it's not as if you were pretty, missing ben somebody. Was who poor was... in the first two tests. Yeah, yeah it's he, not as if you were missing better somebody in the final test. And, but yeah, oh. we didn't learn. I don't think Eddie learned very much, uh, and he talks about learning loads. And then, and then when you know, when he references it, he just talks about guys that he already knows everything about. So I think there was definitely a missed opportunity there. But you know, there's one or two that come through. Tom Curry 
um, you know, is a discovery. Brad Shields, if he's if he's to have a future with England, is is a discovery. Um, Cipriani, if he sticks around, is a discovery, even though he's been around the block. So, and and I guess as well, if 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 Itoji does end up, you know, being pushed back a bit, which which I suspect he won't be, but if he does, then there's something learnt there as well, which is perhaps that Eddie Jones isn't completely blinded by, you know. I don't want to call it the hype because we obviously love Mauro Otoje, but um, I think the Mar- we, we talked about this in the last episode. We probably talked about it a lot over the tour. Mauro Otoje just has lacked or seemingly lacked the kind of passion that he had when he first got involved with England. And I just want to see the that back. boom. Yeah, I just want to see it back. So, um, yeah, he's on my bench because I think he will add something when he comes on. But we shall see. But more importantly, we shall see what you... You know, rather than going into too much detail about what you think of this team, we're going to see what team you come up with, and uh, we'll discuss that. Probably, we might as well do that next time. You have yeah, one, why two not? Why not? About this eh? one. Let's let's see what you have to say for yourself before before players start playing well again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll start. I'll, start, I'll have. I'll have my. Yeah. I'll have my little tip in, and and I think I'd pick based upon. Who I'd want to see. I, I think I'm going to take the Eddie factor out of it and what I think he'll do. I'll stop trying to second guess the uh, the young man and uh, just I'll, I'll be my man. I'll, I'll just do it my way. That would be a nice change, mate. That would be a nice change. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Well, on that note, uh, that, that's everything I've got down as wanting to cover today. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, like we said, guys, look, we, we want to be coming. We, we gave it a couple of weeks. We gave it a couple of weeks break. Uh, we will be back next week. And over these sort of next few months, we, we're aiming to do a weekly one. But, guys, if we miss a week, it's purely because we don't want to just be repeating the, the same old stuff. It's not that we've sort of forgotten. But we, we will. Our intention is to be coming as regularly as we can, hopefully with our new stuff to chat about so if there's stuff out there that you guys want us particularly chat about you know please write in we yeah. love getting reviews we love getting emails please let us know and we'd happily uh, yeah no, definitely. i was going to say for exactly the reasons you've just mentioned you know if, if there are things that people would like to like us to discuss um definitely get in touch uh, uh probably the easiest is englandrugbypod at gmail.com you can email us because then we can get a bit more detail from you um and yeah, just let us know what what you want us to talk about because, uh, as Dan says, we don't want to just keep repeating the same the same stuff. So if there's things that we're clearly missing um, that you can give us a heads up on, you know, we'd love to get your input. Uh, other than that, of course, uh, rates rate, rates rate us even uh, rate us review us um, spread the words all on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as I'm hearing a lot now. Um, so you can download us there uh, and continue to tune in. Hopefully, well. I mean, I, I think a lot of the big, bigger uh, backed podca- rugby podcasts take most of the summer off. So um, you may be stuck with us. We may be one of the few options that you have uh, as far as rugby is concerned. So definitely let us know what you want us to talk about and keep tuning in. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. 